us down so that we are no longer effective. And I think we have to learn how to battle for perspective. And that's why when you're down, you need to cry out because when we get our eyes off of our reputation, our fears, our struggles, and we get our eyes on the Lord, we realize that because Jesus died and rose again, no matter what comes against you, because Jesus is for you, you're going to be just fine. And not that it's going to be easy, but when you're down, we have to learn how to cry out. There are lots of catchy sayings about life being a journey, and there's truth to that. Each one of us is walking through this life growing and changing as we get closer to the next chapter. Today, Pastor Daniel begins a new series called The Way Up, where he invites you to explore the songs that Israelites would sing as they traveled to Jerusalem. In these first two songs, the writer is honest about how hard life can be and urges you to cry out to the Lord for help. Now, here's Pastor Daniel in Psalm chapter 120 as he begins his message when words drag you down. So life, at its very least, is a journey, right? Where from the moment that we're born, each day we get to take steps, And those steps have all sorts of implications to it. You know, I've been thinking a lot about all that's been going on in this current season of life, you know, as as we're sharing this message, we're still kind of in the middle of what's going on with uh, COVID-19. We've had all these different cultural things as there's been a cultural reckoning as it relates to uh, kind of racial injustice. And, and no doubt there is, you know, it's also an election year. So there's lots of things that are happening. But even in the midst of all the current situations of our life, I was really thinking, Lord, I want to be able to share a series with the Crossroads family and the folks who, who pick up you know, these messages, whether they're on TV or on radio and social media. And I wanted to, I wanted to find a series, God, that, that could really speak not only to what's going on right now, but also to be able to speak to kind of what life is really all about. And, and what's beautiful is when you start to look through the scriptures, what you realize is that the children of Israel always spoke of life as a pilgrimage. Now, when you think of a pilgrimage, it's not really a word that we use today. It's the idea that a pilgrim is somebody who's passing through, who's who's moving from one place to the next. And the Bible characterizes our lives as a pilgrimage. That's why the early church was called the way. They they were on a path. They were on this journey. They were on the way. And so often in our lives, I think in the different things that go on, we forget that we're still just sojourners. We're, we're, we're on a pilgrimage through this life that where we are today is not our final resting place, but really we are passing through this life. And as we pass through this life, there are things that God wants to do, but that this life is not all that there is. And in a lot of ways, that's the great hope of the Christian faith is that, you know, if, if, this, if this is all that there is, then you have to 
have the fun that you can have now. But we realize, because the Bible teaches, that this life is not all that there is. That this life is it's a part of the journey, but it's not the whole thing. But what's beautiful is that you look at the, the scriptures, what God wants to do in each one of our lives, in the midst of the pilgrimage, is he wants us to get the sense that we are taking steps forward. We are taking steps that we are moving up. So today we're going to start a, a series that we're calling The Way Up. And in a lot of ways, we're going to be looking at Psalms 120 to 134, uh, which they call the Songs of Ascent. Now, the reason they're called the Songs of Ascent is if you read your Bible, you will always find that the Bible says that you are going up to Jerusalem, which always makes me laugh because as an all-Italian guy from New Jersey, we used to go down to the Jersey Shore and then they put a TV show on called the Jersey Shore and you realize why, we're, why you're going down to the Jersey Shore because it wasn't exactly wholesome TV, even though I actually never watched it. I lived that stuff or knew people who were like that. But, but the idea is you would always be going up to Jerusalem. Why? Because Jerusalem at the time of, of the writing of the Psalms was the, the center of the spiritual and the civil life of the children of Israel. It was the children of Israel walking in all that God had for them. And as the tabernacle was there and then the temple was there, there would be these three pilgrim feasts where all able-bodied men were supposed to be in Jerusalem. And, and of course, those three feasts are uh, the Feast of Passover, and then, of course, the, the Feast of Pentecost, or weeks, and then of the Feast of Tabernacles. So in these three times every year, the children of Israel would go to Jerusalem, and these series of psalms would be the psalms that they read as they would walk up into Jerusalem. And so the, the idea of these psalms is that God has all of us, that we're all pilgrims passing through, but the key for us is that we're growing upward, closer to the Lord, that we're aware of the fact that each moment of our lives is a moment that we're on a spiritual journey. And I have always said that we, every single day we're either getting bitter or better, right? And in the same way, every single day we're either growing upward or we're growing down, Right? It's like there's really no middle ground. There's really no gray area. It's like every day is a day that is a progression. And we want to be learning how to move upward, closer to the Lord. And so really as we take these psalms, we're going to be looking at what does the way up look like. And, and what we're going to find as we go through these psalms is that the journey has got all sorts of pieces to it. It would be great. I would love to be able to tell you, listen, you put your faith in Jesus right now, and everything's going to be easy. And it's like it's all just going to work out perfectly. And, and, and then listen, it will work out perfectly, but never the way you think it's going to. And ultimately, because his yoke is easy and his burden is light, things are easy, but it's also challenging. There's all sorts of setbacks and, and conflict and issue that are part of this life. But no matter what the circumstances are, God wants us to trust him, and God wants to continue to lead us forward. So we're going to be looking at these songs of ascent. So let's jump in today. We'll start, we're going to do two today, but we'll start with Psalm number 120, Psalm 120 in your Bible. Now, it's pretty easy to find the book of Psalms if you're looking through an actual Bible because it's pretty much almost dead center in the center of your Bible. The word Psalms literally means song, and it's the, it's the largest book in your Bible. There's 150 individual songs that we call Psalms. They're actually uh, you know grouped into different books. But Psalm 120, it comes right after, obviously, Psalm 119, which is the single largest 
chapter in your Bible. That's 176 verses, Psalm 119. And then, of course, we start the, uh, the Psalms of Ascent, or the Song of Ascent. And if, if you look at your Bible at Psalm 120, it says that right there under it. It says a Song of Ascent, because it's part of these special group of Psalms that were commonly read in these pilgrim feasts that happened every single year. And so Psalm 120, picking up In verse 1, it says, In my distress I cried to the Lord, and he heard me. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. Now, right away, we have to realize that when you're down, you need to cry out. When you're down, you need to cry out. See, you notice the, the psalmist here, he says, in my distress. So the psalmist is saying, he's, he's in a situation where there's this distress. He's down. But it says, I cried out to the Lord and he heard me. See, now what this means is that as a pilgrim who's passing through this life, someone who's on this, this journey, on this way with God, there's going to be times when there's going to be distress that goes on. There's going to be times when you are not feeling that things are really going all that great. There are significant struggles in this life. You know, sometimes I think as Christians, we can pretend like, oh man, everything's always wonderful. It's like, well, no, sometimes things aren't wonderful. Sometimes things are really perplexing. I mean, you think about the disciples after the crucifixion of Jesus. Like, even though Jesus told them that that was going to happen... Watching Jesus be brutally murdered by by the Romans was completely distressing to them. You have all these different situations in the scriptures where somebody is down, where there is an issue, where there's some sort of a problem. And I always like to remind people that we, we don't want to pretend that we don't have problems. We want to see that our God is the God who works and leverages problems. So when you're down, the key is to cry out. Now, really, and I think what's so important is when you're down, who do you cry out to? I have a good friend who always says, one of the most important things in your life is to make sure that the people who you get advice from and the big decisions are wise. Because oftentimes what we do is when we're down, we ask people questions. And if we take bad advice from people whose lives are not full of the things of God, we end up getting bad advice from well-meaning people that lead us down the wrong roads. But for in this psalm here, In my distress, he cries out to the Lord, and he says, and the Lord heard me. Now, what did he cry out to the Lord? He cried out, delivered my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. Now we learn exactly what's going on that's dragging the psalmist down, is that there are words that are being spoken that are dragging him down. He's saying, God, I need you to deliver me because people are lying and they're being deceitful. Now, talk about one of the variables of the pilgrimage of life is the fact that there's other people involved, right? And people aren't always solid. Sometimes people are shady. Sometimes people have all these, they have their own agendas, right? And and, and we all know what that's like. But for the psalmist, he's down because there's deceit and lying going on. There's people telling their own stories. And, you know, listen, if you've been around at all, you know what this is like. Maybe it was something that went on at your job or something that went on in your school. Maybe it was somebody who took something that you said and they took it in a completely, in a way you didn't mean. And before you know it, they're saying all these things about you. And then before you know it, you find yourself feeling down. 
But the key is, is are we crying out to the Lord because our God is a good God and he knows what's going on. We can cast our burdens upon the Lord. Listen to what it says in Psalm 61, verse 2. It says, from the end of the earth, I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. See, when you're down, you got to cry out. From the ends of the earth, the psalmist says, I'm going to cry out to you. When I'm overwhelmed, Lord, lead me to the rock. Lord, lead me to you, he's saying. And that's true for each one of us. Are you in that situation right now? I'll be honest with you. As, as, a, as a pastor, and I, and I get to be a part of a great church, and we get to reach lots of people, there's all sorts of things that people say that I say. I, I, hear all, I hear all sorts of things about myself. I'm like, really? I had someone just recently showed me something that someone had posted. I'm like, wow, I didn't know that I was that. You know, but again, that can, for many of us, can eat our lunch, doesn't it? It just totally rips you off when someone's being dishonest, when somebody's assuming your motive. I mean, this happens all the time, right? And it's so easy for it to really break our hearts in the journey. But listen, when you're down, my friends, we need to learn how to cry out and cry out to the Lord. And I love the fact that the psalmist prays a very specific prayer. He's saying, Lord, deliver my soul from the lies and the deceitfulness. He's saying, Lord, don't let these, this injustice, these, these falsehoods, don't let them link on me. Now, it's amazing that he's not saying, listen, I want you to wipe those people out. I mean, there are other Psalms that are like that, you know, in the Psalmist's humanity where they get all angry about stuff. But really what you have here is he's saying, Lord, help me not to stay down because of what's going on right now. Because in a lot of ways, that's the way falsehood works against the human heart, is that what it does is it gets our eyes off the Lord and it drags us down so that we are no longer effective. And I think we have to learn how to battle for perspective. And that's why when you're down, you need to cry out because when we get our eyes off of our reputation, our fears, our struggles, and we get our eyes on the Lord, we realize that because Jesus died and rose again, no matter what comes against you, because Jesus is for you, you're going to be just fine. And not that it's going to be easy, but when you're down, we have to learn how to cry out. In this case, he's down because of words that are dragging him down, this deceitfulness. Now look what happens next. Verse three of Psalm 120, it says, what shall be given to you or what shall be done to you, you false tongue, sharp arrows of the warrior with coals of the broom tree? Woe is me and I dwell in Meshach that I dwell among the tents of Kedar. My soul has dwelt too long with one who hates peace. I am for peace. But when I speak, they are for war. So now we see the psalmist really unpacks what's going on here. And really what you learn here is that when words hurt, you need to consider the source. When words hurt, we need to consider the source. And and, and in this case, you know, as the psalmist presents the adversity that he's going through, what you really realize is that he's surrounded by people who, they're, they're interested in violence and war. They're, they're, there's a false tongue. Really, they're just looking for destruction. And I think it's an important because, listen, we're all sensitive, and you know, there's that old saying that sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. And we sang that as kids, but it's really not true, right? Because you, know you know that it's not supposed to hurt you, but words do hurt. 
But you have to consider the source. And, and, and I heard it said this way, and it made me laugh. Don't ever receive criticism from somebody who you wouldn't ask advice from. Right? If, if, if this is not somebody who you want their advice, then why would you let their criticism bother you? Because you have to consider the source. And a lot of times, when you know your Bible, what you realize is that when words drag you down and when words hurt, you have to ask yourself, is that the voice of my father? Is that my heavenly father's feelings about me? Because oftentimes, what you end up with is you have somebody who is hurt. You know, I've always said it transformed people. People have been transformed by the Lord. God transforms people through them. So, you know, so transform people, they transform people. Really, the Lord transforms a person, and the Lord transforms the people. Well, guess what? In the same way, hurt people hurt people. People who've been hurt, who are walking around wounded, they wound other people. So you have to consider the source of what's going on here. For the psalmist, he's in distress, he's down, and he, but he realizes that where he is and what's going on, he realizes that the source of his discouragement and his distress are not the type of people he wants to be like. He look, he says, my soul has dwelt too long with one who hates peace. I am for peace. But when I speak, they are for war. He's saying, look, I want to be at peace, but the folks that I'm surrounded by, they just want violence. And of course, this reminds us that when words hurt, we have to consider the, the source of those words. It reminds, of course, of Proverbs chapter 16, verses 27 to 29. It says, an ungodly man digs up evil, and it is on his lips like a burning fire. A perverse man sows strife, and a whisperer separates the best of friends. A violent man entices his neighbor and leads him in a way that is not good. You see, what you realize is that in the midst of our pilgrimage, not everybody is godly. Not everybody is full of the Spirit. And not everybody has God's best in their hearts as it relates to us. Some people are just want to steal, kill, and destroy. And it's not just outside of the church. I mean, it's amazing. We live in a day and age where, you know, people inside the church, they think it's their job to be like the, you know, the, the sin sniffer of every person. You know what I mean? Where they just sit around and like, oh, look what so-and-so did. Look what so-and-so did. As if Jesus said, hey, listen, I want you to be here so that you can, you know, just look at the speck in everyone's eyes. Tell everybody about the specks. And everyone, like, no, 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 no. I'm, not, I'm discerning the fruit, brother. I'm discerning the fruit. You know, it's like, well, no, no, no. If you're discerning the fruit, then if you have this against them, why don't you go to them on your own instead of writing it on social media or whatever? But listen, we live in that day and age. And so you have to consider the source of where this stuff is coming from. And if it's not somebody who you'd want their advice, don't weigh their criticisms in the same way. Does that make sense? So like, like I, I've said it this way to my kids. Everyone is entitled to their opinion, but don't weigh everyone's opinion with the same weight. Everyone's allowed to have their opinion, but what does God say? That's the most important thing. What does the godly people in your life, what do they say? That's the most important thing. And someone who doesn't know you, never met you, doesn't know your heart, doesn't know what you're trying to do, and when they say stuff, you just say, oh yeah, okay. Well, you're allowed to have your opinion. But don't let it have that same impact because those words can drag you down. So you have to consider the source of where it's coming from. Now, as we move now into Psalm 121, the, the next one of these Psalms of Ascent or Songs of Ascent, look at what it says. Psalm 121, it says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. 
My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Now, if I were to take this entire psalm and put it into one big idea, my friends, we always need to remember how good the Lord is. Always remember how good the Lord is. See, we've been seeing this in, in Psalm 120. We're seeing how the words are dragging the psalmist down, how he's, he's, he's fighting his distress. But then he, it turns off of the struggles of the present day onto the goodness of God. Right? He, we have this perspective change because, listen, the way up is when you get your eyes on a God who dwells in unapproachable light. Right? And he says, you know, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? Oh, he says, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And I, I always love that. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Why, why is that important? Because when you realize God created everything, you realize that what you're going through or what people are doing to you is small in comparison to God who spoke all things into creation. See, once we get our eyes off of the struggle and we put our eyes on the Lord, we're like, listen, my help comes from the one who spoke everything into existence. I see a beautiful flower. My God made that. You see a beautiful child, even a funny looking child. It's like, my God made that, right? You, you see some situation where everything's all messed up and you're like, you know, my God's a miracle worker. My help comes from the God who can bring light out of darkness. My help comes from the God who can speak and all of a sudden the, the vegetation brings forth fruit. I believe and I know that my help comes from the God who has made and sustains everything. And that perspective is such a powerful perspective. It's the but God reality that God wants us to have. See, how often have you caught yourself when you're down, when situations are not going, going, and it's like, oh, but this and this. Oh, but how's this going to work? And, man, this isn't going to make any sense, and, and, and this is going to go bad, and this thing happened, and this thing happened, and, you know, and you go on, and then at, at some point, hopefully, someone says, but God. But what, God is, what does God want to do? And, of course, you get that in Ephesians chapter 2, don't you, where it talks about how bad humanity was, where you know, dead in our trespasses and sins, alienated from the life of God, and all of a sudden, but God who is rich in mercy, with the great love in which he loved us, sent his son. See, in this pilgrimage, you and I need to always remember, but God. Where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord. Jesus is Whoever said that sticks and stones hurt but words don't wasn't in touch with real life. Words have power and can do a lot of damage. 
Today, Pastor Daniel explained that when those words are dragging you down, you need to cry out to the Lord for help. You learned that you can take your eyes off your circumstances and focus on the one who holds all things in his hands. This will give you the perspective and hope you need to break free from that negative pull. Everyone needs a little encouragement to get through their day, and we have a way to provide that for you. Pastor Daniel has some excellent advice, truth, and love to share in his two-minute messages available on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just go to JesusIsRealRadio.com and click on the social media links to find them. You won't be disappointed, and your day just might get a little brighter. Hey, everybody. This is Pastor Daniel Fusco from Jesus Is Real Radio. I'm so excited about what Jesus is doing through this ministry to change lives and restore his people. Would you consider partnering with us as we continue to share the message of Jesus here on Jesus Is Real Radio? You can find out more and donate securely online at JesusIsRealRadio.com. Thank you for prayerfully considering this. Next time on Jesus Is Real Radio, Pastor Daniel will continue to look at what to do when words drag you down on this journey of life. Yes, there will be people who say awful things, and there will be others who let you down and aren't there for you when they should be. But no matter what anyone else does, you can look to God and focus on what He's doing. He'll give you the stable, solid footing you need. You've been listening to Jesus Is Real Radio with Pastor Daniel Fusco of Crossroads Community Church. Pastor Daniel will continue teaching through this series called The Way Up. Until then, may God bless.